Introducing Coco Golf's signature shoe, more than just a tennis shoe. It's a fusion of 90s inspired style and cutting edge performance technology with its sleek mid cut silhouette. It's designed to enhance speed and power on the court. The multi piece upper construction delivers high energy return for players of all levels. Whether you're a seasoned pro or just starting out, the Coco CG1 empowers you to dominate the game. Learn more and purchase the Coco CG1 at NewBalance.com. Welcome to TC Live as we continue the road to Roland Garros on Championship Sunday in Monte Carlo. Our experts tell you who the top five players on clay are right now. Plus, the best of the best from a brilliant week of tennis. A lot to get to over the next 30 minutes as we welcome you into our studios. In Santa Monica, California, Steve Weissman back alongside Paul Anacone, who just called that final in Monte Carlo in the Hall of Famer. Andy Roddick over on the big screen. Andy, I want to get your initial thoughts on what we just saw Sitsipas winning back-to-back titles in Monte Carlo. Yeah, I mean, to defend anything, uh, much less a Masters 1000, is, uh, is super impressive. I thought uh, Stefanos was the best player for the entire week, save for maybe a 45-minute stretch uh, against Diego Schwartzman when he struggled a little bit. But credit to him for getting that back. And listen, you get through a match like that, and then it was smooth sailing against Verev. Uh, some bumps in the road today against Davidovich Fokina, but was largely in control uh, for that entire match. So we know what Steph can do on clay, but one thing I was really impressed with this week was his ability to kind of bait someone to either come in and or give up court position. If they decided to come in, he passed, uh, hit, hit passing shots as well as I've ever seen him and kind of had that play that, that Paul Anico knows so well that I saw a million times from, from Cone and his guy, Roger, where you hit that chip, you beg someone to come in, and then you're ready for the pass and or you pick your poison, someone stays back and they've given up court position. Steph brought that into his repertoire this week, and we'll see in the highlights package later, really used it today uh, very well. It's so fun to watch Tsitsipas play on clay because I, I enjoy his ability to play that dynamic tennis at the baseline and come forward. You know, he, he's such a terrific athlete. I think he moves great on the clay courts. Uh, I think he volleys great on the clay courts. And like Andy said, by adding some variety, the short balls, bringing opponents in, uh, also using the short ball and following it in next just brings a new level to his game. But he's, Andy's totally right. About 15 minutes, 20 minutes uh, against Schwartzman was a little scary Mm. other than that he was great all week can do a little bit of everything and that is exactly what we will see as we get to the highlights here is what was at stake coming into the day Sitsipas looking for his first career title defense would be the first repeat champ in Monte Carlo since the great Rafa Nadal and some history for Alejandro Davidovich Fokina he would have been the first unseeded winner in 30 years and the lowest ranked Masters champion in nearly two decades Third meeting between these two at the pro level. Sitsipas had won the previous two, Andy. Yeah, and Davidovich Fokina has been getting off the great starts all week. Uh, really came out of the gates hot. Steph was a little passive. But listen, if we've seen anything in Monte Carlo this week, you can break serve. Everyone's been breaking seemingly uh, nonstop. Or right here, we see Steph make him make a decision and hit that passing shot open up the line. That was a concerted strategic move. And obviously, Steve uh, Paul mentioned him coming forward. Uh, I didn't think Davidovich McKenna thought he would get another look, much less two. Steph may be a little bit lucky he didn't do more with that. But hey, if you force the issue, you're going to force people to make decisions uh, more often. And runs through that first set pretty comfortably. Steph there at the end. Uh, controlled most of the second set. 
up early, break back. Ste ste step up early again in the second set. But we look here, here there's the two-shot pass again. Bringing him in on purpose, setting him up with a two-shot pass uh, over and over again. We saw it against Varev yesterday. We saw it again against Fakina today. But you cannot hit those passing shots consistently if you don't move as well as Stefano Tsitsipas does. And you see Devinovich Fakina fighting back, breaking to stay in the match. But listen, in this tiebreaker, Steph was lights out, played well within himself. Again, bringing the guy in, hitting that pass. Have we seen that before? Playing against the movement. I'm sensing a bit of a pattern here. And we might as well do one more for the road before we wrap on Monte Carlo this year. Playing that short little chip, begging someone to come in. And then hitting the passing shot. Game, set, match, title. Successful defense in Monte Carlo for Steph Tsitsipas. The master of Monaco is what we will call Stefano Tsitsipas as he goes back to back. Wins his eighth title overall, fourth on clay. So doing really well on the red dirt. Take a look at what he has been able to accomplish there in the Principality. He has won 19 of his last 20 sets, 10 straight matches, couple top 10 wins in there. And the return, extremely strong for Stefano Tsitsipas. So, Paul, when you take a look at the overall week, what impressed you the most with what Tsitsipas was able to do? Really, most of the smooth sailing. You know, you didn't really have many hiccups. And the thing that that tells you is his average level's getting better. And his average level's incredible on the clay. I really love uh, what Andy's harping on about the new element of bringing players forward, right? Everyone that's playing these days, the best in the world are great lateral players. Very few are great forward and back and great laterally. So Stefanos is dynamic. He can do both. So he can either come in, and now what he did this week as well is bring others in. And when you do that on clay, you get them off balance, and then you can pass because he's a great athlete. He can do the one-two passes and he's talking about the dip at the feet, use your, use your footwork, and then pass on the second one. So he's adding new elements to the game. And how about breaking 42% of the time? That's incredible. Andy, when you think about Alejandro Davidovich Fokina, I mean, what a spectacular week. This guy came into the event 4-9 and nine on the season. Beats the world number one, Novak Djokovic, gets to his first career ATP final. How was he able to do it? Yeah, I'm a big dummy because I said I actually like the draw for Novak uh, going into the week. I said, that's a nice kind of comfortable start. Boy, was I wrong. And uh, Davidovich Fikina just played great. And, and also credit because when you get that like monumental career win against someone like a Novak, it's, it's hard to predict how someone's going to react. So the fact that he was able to kind of keep it going, get quality wins all along the way, and give uh, Steph a, a run for his money in the final, credit to him. He grinded got himself out of a bit of a slump. Now, hopefully, he can view this as just a start and build throughout this case clay court season. He needs to make his hay over this six-week period for the year. What do you yeah. think about that, Paul? Well, I think, again, did so many great things. The rebound after a huge win is really difficult to do to come back after beating Novak. Andy, quick question for you is, when you see someone like this that has 29 unforced errors, he has all the tools in the toolkit – is part of that because he's unfamiliar with being in the final? And you've been in, uh, I think, I believe, 52 of them as a pro. Does it get easier? Can he get more sound as he gets into these big matches? I think it depends on who you're playing. Sometimes it's easier and sometimes it's not. But, you know, I, I think one of the things that, he, that I'm seeing is he's happy with this stock game where he's grinding and running. But against the top players, he has to force the issue a little bit more. And that's sometimes when the airs come in bunches, right? It looks like he's completely in control, grinding, moving, in the flow. And then in the tense moments sometimes, when he's a lot of times when he's protecting a lead, it seems like the forehand goes a little bit and you get 
two or three errors in a game, which is completely out of character from what we've seen. So as he projects forward and hopefully makes more of these finals, like Paul is saying, he'll get used to it. We'll know a little bit better when to pick and choose his spots and go between that kind of flat-out aggression and his stock game of being comfortable uh, running around a little bit. When you talk about Stefano Tsitsipas, wins here yet again. Last year, remember, he was up two sets to love on Novak Djokovic in the final at Roland Garros, Andy. How much improvement have you seen this year compared to last year, and can he take it that next step? Well, we'll see. You know, two out of three sets is not three out of five sets, right? So the, the smaller we can make a sample size, the more likely you're, you're able to see a little, uh, some outlier results. But that being said, he's proven he can play seven matches over the course of two weeks, three out of five sets, and take it to the absolute distance. I like what he's doing. I, I, listen, he got through this tournament this week, and I don't feel like he was ever pressing. Right. And, and we've seen him do that on some different surfaces where you see like he's trying to get aggressive too early on clay. He's able to settle in. He doesn't panic if the other person gets on the offensive, which is what we saw today. Now, that's going to be a little bit of a different story when uh, a certain lefty comes back into the fold. I'm not sure you can feed short balls in the middle against someone like Rafa Nadal, but it is good to have those uh, options. Right. And that helps you get through that first week of the French Open where you're struggling a second, third, fourth round. It's a different guy that now has uh, more tools in his tool set. I really like what I saw from Steph this week. I concur. <laughs> All right. Can't Five weeks anything. away. I concur. You concur. Yeah. Whatever Andy says. Did I Sign me up. Five weeks away from Roland Garros, but Monday brings a brand new week of tennis. Lots of big names in action. We've got the world number one, Novak Djokovic, Andre Rublev, plus Dominic Team in Belgrade, Stefano Tsitsipas. Going to Barcelona, Casper Ruud will be there as well. He was the runner-up last year in Barcelona with Sitsipas. Plus, the ladies in action in Stuttgart, the world number one, Iga Sviantek leading the way there. She's on a 19-match winning streak, Paul. I'll tell you what, it's just going to be a great week, and uh, I think we're going to have everything. I think we have somebody special that we're going to talk to right now. We, we do. We have the 2022 Monte Carlo champion, Stefano Tsitsipas, at the DraftKings desk with Prakash right now. Take it away. Thanks very much, Steve. Steph, congratulations. Second title in a row here in Monte Carlo. I'm sure this is a sensationally special place for you first on the match. He made it a little tricky, was fighting back there in the end. It's something you've done so well all week. How have you been able to stay in the moment? Things didn't go my way, but that didn't stop me from uh, you know, trying to find different solutions and come up with new things. Um, I kind of knew that he's going to loosen up a little bit on the last game, and he, so he did. I, th I felt like his shots start being more heavy. Uh, I don't know what the stats say, but I felt like much more rotation in, in his ball, uh, much, much deeper, good returns on my serve. Uh, so it was a great game from him, uh, but I, I didn't want to stop there. I wanted to keep pushing, and uh, I knew the tiebreak was, uh, was the, the place uh, to really go all the way. You join a very special group of back-to-back -back champions, including Rafa, Bjorn Borg, Ilya Nastasi. To be able to do this, how special is this versus your first one last year? I think it's double more special. Uh, I, I lived it much more intense this year with the crowd, with the people. There was uh, so much presence, and uh, obviously that makes it. Uh, that makes it. You, you just feel it much more when you when uh, you're able to close it off that way. There's a ton of brilliant storylines leading up to the French Open right now. Brilliant start to the clay court season. Do you feel like you're the guy? You're the guy at Roland Garros this year. I haven't been thinking about Roland Garros yet. You know, we have 
many to Masters 1000 yeah. until the, uh, until then. So I might just as well concentrate on the other tournaments before uh, the French Open uh, comes along. Okay, I love it. And now the theme is going to be never leave quietly. Yes, I love it. Probably the best message that we've seen from Stefanos on the camera. Steph, tremendous effort. Well done. Thank you, Steve. Back to you. Great job, as always, all week long there, Prakash. Hearing from Stefano Tsitsipas, the champion, double more special with the crowd, Paul. I like it. No, it was amazing. Totally different environment from winning last year with no crowd. And this year, the crowds were electric, and I think it was because all the drama. I mean, there was a roller coaster ride, it seemed like, every five minutes in Monte Carlo, and Tsitsipas was the one that came out with the trophy at the end. So uh, I've got to say, you know, I'm going to go back on my word. I don't do that much. Uh, I, I said Casper Ruud was going to be the next guy to win Roland Garros. I'm thinking this guy. and I'm thinking maybe this year. Yeah, he wouldn't say so, Andy. What, what did you think of what uh, Steph had to say? Yeah, listen, th there's no upside for him saying, yep, I'm the favorite when we're still, <laughs> you know, week, <clears throat> weeks before the tournament. There's no upside in saying that. Uh, you're only going to kind of get a couple of guys named Rafa, <laughs> Novak, get those guys fired up and be like, uh, yeah, listen, this ain't, this ain't a slam yet. But, you know, he has to feel great about where he's at. You know, listen, you enter a tournament to win a tournament. So uh, it's glad to see. I'm glad to see him appreciating uh, the, the company that he keeps in, in Monte Carlo now. Yeah, six guy to go back to back solid, in Monte solid. Carlo. Pretty special stuff. A lot more to get to here on TC Live. More Stefano Sitsipas as he was doing a little dance on the set. That's what you do when you win Monte Carlo. Back to back. And you're hanging out with Prakash. More TC Live after this. Introducing Coco Golf's signature shoe, more than just a tennis shoe. It's a fusion of 90s-inspired style and cutting-edge performance technology with its sleek mid-cut silhouette. It's designed to enhance speed and power on the court. The multi-piece upper construction delivers high-energy return for players of all levels. Whether you're a seasoned pro or just starting out, the Coco CG1 empowers you to dominate the game. Learn more and purchase the Coco CG1 at NewBalance.com. thing in tennis to do to beat this man on this court. Nadal couldn't have wished for a better start. Oh, no way! What a pulsating contest this has been. Let's dig a hole in the ground. This is time capsule stuff. It's Novak Djokovic at the very height of his powers. Greatest tennis I have ever witnessed. That was something special. Uh, Novak Djokovic went on to win Roland Garros for the second time, ending Nadal's streak of four straight years holding that trophy. So far this year, we've got seven different champions with Stefano Tsitsipas just winning in Monte Carlo today. Riley Opelka in Houston. Carlos Alcaraz winning in Rio. Casper Ruud in Buenos Aires. So the clay season just starting to heat up. Rafa Nadal has been injured. Novak Djokovic, of course, Lost his first match in Monte Carlo, but we are five weeks away from the start of Roland Garros. So we are going to get from Andy and Paul their power rankings. Top five players on the men's side clay court right now. Paul, I'll start with you. Well, you know, look, it, it's still early days in the clay season, but uh, I, I was going to go Rafa, 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 and then everybody <laughs> else. But I decided not to do that. I went Rafa, Novak, Steph. 
and Zvera 4 and Casper Ruud just behind that. And, and I think that uh, those would be my five favorites. I think it's going to be a lot to be determined through the clay court. But since it was just right now, that's what I had to throw in there. Feel good about those picks. Yeah, I, I, I kind of have the same as, as Paul, except uh, those are probably the five most proven entities at this point. But I snuck in Carlos Alcaraz at five. I viewed it through the lens of who do I think can win Roland Garros and who are the most likely to win Roland Garros. Listen, Alcaraz obviously had a, a bit of a bump in the road against Corda uh, here in Monte Carlo. Really windy day. I don't feel like we've got a true uh, sense of where he's at. But with his weapons and the way he can move on clay, uh, he, he's a bad he's a bad dude. And I think, uh, I think he has what it takes to possibly at least ruffle the feathers of the top couple. Neither of you have Dominic Team in your top five. And this is a guy who's a two-time finalist. Edward Langeros was supposed to be the heir apparent to Rafa Nadal. Paul, how does he not make the top five now? Because he hasn't played. I mean, that, that's, yeah. my, that's my big thing is he hasn't played. We have no idea how healthy he is. He's been battling wrist stuff. He's been battling COVID. He's had, this guy's had some incredibly uh, bad luck. And, and if he stays healthy, sure. But I threw the caveat in as of right now, I, I don't know if he's even going to be able to play. But clearly, if he's healthy and he gets a bunch of match reps in and he goes into Roland Garros healthy, he's in that conversation. Where would yeah, you Steve, put? I'm, 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 Go ahead. I'm sorry, Steve. I'm, I'm I'm happy you brought that up also, and that you threw out Dominic Team's name because he he's earned the right to be in that conversation uh, for all the reasons that Paul just just mentioned. He's not there, but for any time throughout the last eight years, he would have been top two, top three, and wouldn't have left those top three positions. So uh, props to you for actually giving credit where credits due. But uh, unfortunately, we can't control uh, injuries and and when they happen. Certainly not. I mean, some other guys that potentially, where would you put Diego Schwartzman? Where would you put Andre Rublev? I put them there or thereabouts. They're in the next tier of guys. Uh, I, I think both of those guys are, are, are capable and possible. But I think the between, uh, you know, the five that I mentioned and Alcaraz thrown in there as well and the question mark about team, um, you might be able to argue that that's kind of a cutoff and then there's a little bit of a gap, and then there's a gap of five or six others. But I yield the floor to my friend Andy Roddick. <laughs> well, I, I also think someone we're not we're not talking about, uh, and obviously again it, it, with the injury bug, but played well uh, in Madrid last year, has proven himself capable in all services. Is Matteo Berrettini? Um, if you give him uh, uh, enough time and he can hit that high kick and rip that forehand, if he has time on that forehand, it's tough to play D against him. I know. Uh, I know it's a little bit of a we, we live in the world of what have you uh, done for me lately? Hashtag Janet Jackson. But I don't I, I don't know that we need to forget about the people that will kind of join the party uh, potentially later in the clay court season. What about putting Steph ahead of Novak? Both of you had Rafa Novak. I know defending Roland Garros champion, but you speak about where we are right now. Why not Steph ahead of Novak? Because Novak's won 20 majors. Okay. And uh, because Novak's <laughs> won Roland Garros twice. Yeah, that's that's why. <laughs> I'll keep it short. Yeah, I, I, I actually think uh, if if we were closer to Roland Garros and we had this form from Novak, Novak has a little bit of time on his side, right? Steve, if you asked that question and Steph had just won uh, Rome, right, and we had a week or two weeks until, and Novak had the same performance that he did in Monte Carlo, he might go ahead of Novak, just you know based on on timing. But Novak still has 
many, many, many weeks to get it right, get in shape, get that match fitness up. So had it been closer to Roland Garros, I think the, that's a relevant question. But listen, we can't we, we like 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 Paul said, uh, I, I've beaten Rafa there uh, a couple of times and I've won there a couple of times. And oh, by the way, I have, I have 20 majors. So I, I, not in the Grand Slam yet. You can't. Even with the injuries, I like what Paul started with. Rafa, 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 everybody else. Yeah. Well, when you, when you win as many times as he has, I think you're the favorite just about every year. And then when you retire, you're still favorite for yep. the next five years. Your ghost will yeah. be the favorite coming on after that. All right. We've still got the best of the best to come. It's been a spectacular week of tennis in Monte Carlo. What will end up as the top play? Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Andy Paul, Steve, back on TC Live, and we are back in Monte Carlo. Rajiv Ram, Joe Salisbury, they are ranked one and two in the world in doubles, looking to win their second Masters title together. Six meeting, Paul, against Robert Farah and Juan Sebastian Cabal. Yeah, and another battle between these two teams, the heck of a first set. Ram and Salisbury get through 6-4, but Cabal and Farah go nowhere. How about that one? That did not feel very good. Uh, that is not where you want to get hit, and that's definitely not when you want to get hit. Cabal and Farah win the second set, six games to three, off to the match tiebreak. Look at the scrambling here. Watch Salisbury go right back at the body. Is that let's uh, get even, or is that just it's match tiebreak time, boys? So all is fair in love and war, but it was Ram and Salisbury that did a good job, got a big lead in that m- match tiebreak, and finally here at 9-7, close it out. A terrific win for these guys, playing some great doubles on the year. Salisbury, first British champ in Monte Carlo since Paul's guy Tim Henman in 2004. Rom, the first American since the Bryan brothers to raise the trophy in the Principality. Congratulations to those two. How about congratulations to Team USA picking up a big win against Ukraine in the Billie Jean King Cup qualifying. They are headed back to the final. And the Davis Cup captain, our guy Marty Fish, says, let's go, ladies. They are headed to the finals. Davis Cup men headed to the finals as well. It's all a big party. And speaking of a party, take a look at this video shot by Blair Henley after the win yesterday. And you got to wait till the end, Andy, to see Captain Kathy Rinaldi. <laughs> well done. I love it. I love it. Nice. I didn't see that coming. She, she kind of got in there. I was like, okay, she's going to do this one while walking. And then she kind of threw a little... This little late move was was pretty pretty spot on there, Steve. Right yep. there. There we go. Oh, Kathy, breaking it down, dropping it like it's hot there. Good stuff as uh, Jesse Pagula, Asia Muhammad, won that doubles rubber to give the U.S. the victory over Ukraine and push them into the finals in November. Congratulations. Great moves there by Kathy Rinaldi. Uh, how about this? Andy Murray, Disney World, and uh, hanging out with Mickey Mouse. Andy, what do you think? Hey, listen, it's a rite of passage. She's got a bunch of kids. I got some kids. We went there in December. Murray's there now. Happiest place on earth, Steve. Uh, Until your kids have a meltdown about 4 p.m. after they've been there for about eight hours. (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah, Andy had a great time. And uh, he said he got to spend some time with his hero, uh, Mickey Mouse. So he's thrilled about that. The weird thing, though, is, Andy, I actually think he said he's going to wear the Mickey Mouse ears the rest of the season. Is that true? Oh, gosh. I, I, I don't know about that. That might be divisive these days, Paul. That's a risk. I don't know. I don't know <laughs> if he can do that. <laughs> he said apologies for the shorts. So we'll see if we'll see those shorts on tour. Uh, Andy, you said you've, you've been to Disney World with the kids before. We actually found a photo of you, not just with Mickey, but with Minnie as well. When was this taken? That's not a that's not a real photo, man. <laughs> I, I, I didn't I, listen. Listen, when I had hair, Steve, I wasn't going to go with the Mr. Rogers pleated pants. That wasn't me. That's. That's fake news, man. That ain't me. <laughs> That's not. Yeah, that they probably there's probably no. photoshopped. That could have been my pants, Andy. So we'll, we'll we'll let you slide on that one. Those, those, those were not your pants, Paul, because you don't hang out with Mickey and Minnie. Paul's been there as well, but apparently Gaston is his guy. There we go. Now those are my guns, baby. <laughs> Just like Prakash, sun's out, guns out. I don't care what anyone says. Look at that. I've been hitting the gym. That is not Photoshop. That is me. <laughs> Paul's been lifting. Man, hang it. Beauty and the Beast right there. Fantastic stuff. Uh, can't, can't, can't say enough about it. Disney World. We, we've all been there. We all love it. <laughs> we are going to be back to wrap up TC Live after this. Well done, Team USA. Billie Jean King Why Cup. Good job. Why does... Annika and Roddick Wiseman back to wrap up TC Live. The road to Roland Garros presented by ZipRecruiter continues on Monday. We are in Barcelona and Stuttgart for the ladies. Then Madrid starting April 28th, Rome May 8th, and qualifiers in Paris May 16th. All leading up to our coverage of the 2022 edition of Roland Garros beginning May 22nd. Live right here on Tennis Channel. Time now for our best of the best from this past week, Andy. At number five, we've got a good one. Fabio Fonini taking on Arthur Rinderkinesh. As we know, real G's move in silence like Fonini. <laughs> yeah, we, we don't really get through a tournament very often without something becoming a highlight of Fonini. This was uh, this was a nasty little chipper up the line. That's one of those ones where when you're coming in there, you're like, oh, I can get this, I can get this, I can get this, I can get this. Oh, I didn't get it. Too bad. <laughs> Look at that. Full extension. That's That looks like it hurts the hamstrings there. <laughs> at number four, Paul. A little doubles action. Got to throw some dubs in. There was some great tennis all week. How about this one right here around the net post and drops in. I only give this about a 7.5 because he could have hit this in the doubles alley, but I think he was going for the tag. It's always good to hit your opponent if you can in doubles. That wins a point as well, but good job. Former USC Trojan Robert Farah at three. Hubie Hercotch against Grigor Dimitrov. Andy, take a look at that field. That is filthy. You don't see that in many tennis rec leagues. Look at the action. This ball gets on it after it hits. Just goes, whoop, left turn. <laughs> You know it's good if Dimitrov can't get it. Yeah. Filthy, nasty, disgusting spin. At number two, Paul, Novak Djokovic against Davidovich Fokina on set point. Yeah, how about this? Both guys trying to finish the point, and the great Novak open hand sliding for open stand sliding for and says, come on, crowd, just give me a little love. I am back in this match. And uh, the young Spaniard said, not for long, though. 
<laughs> a great job. Open stance forehand. Give Djokovic a target and say goodnight. Best part of that, he got the Hulkamaniacs into it. Getting the crowd involved in Andy at number one. Stefano Tsitsipas yeah. against Diego Schwartzman. Possibly the match of the tournament. Yeah, anyone who was able to bear witness to this shot should take a shower because they're filthy after this. Look <laughs> at the way he's able to stop. Look at the check on this ball against one of the fastest guys in the world. Check. Stop my body from hitting the net. There was so much going on here. And, oh, by the way, that gave him match point. You know I love a relevant hot shot that made a difference in the match, Steve. Stop, drop, and roll. It's like, you know, it's a fire drill in school back in the day. <laughs> Good one. A lot of red clay, a lot of red stuff. This is a season where you get to throw away all your clothes in about five, six weeks. A lot of laundry, a lot of dirty, filthy laundry. Andy, what are you most looking forward to this coming week? Hey, listen, I want to see how the guys who played well, is, is Sitsipas going to go and decide that he wants to play a full tournament again? Is Davidovich Fokina uh, going to kind of uh, live up to what he did in Monte Carlo? But I think all eyes have to be uh, in Serbia on Novak Djokovic. Is he going to get some matches? Is he going to get three or four on the trot? You know, by, it could be very easily by the end of the next week say, okay, he's back. But also uh, eyes on Dominic team. I think we're all... Uh, looking forward to a healthy comeback from him where he can actually get matches uh, and, and finish him and come off the court and say, you know what, everything is good, everything is put together, I feel okay, uh, that would be great. And if we get that, then uh, Andy and I can revert our picks and we can throw team in there, <laughs> we can put Novak maybe even a little higher. Can Novak ever pass Rafa in before the... I don't think so. I don't think... Andy, yeah. could you ever put him before Rafa, before Roland Garros? That's a real tough one. Yeah, I mean, I he would literally have to win everything on the way in. But uh, there's a there's a pretty decent sample size of Roland Garros victories for for a guy named Nadal. <laughs> I think even if Rafa's not playing, I think he's still, he's still the favorite. Yeah, he's <laughs> still maybe the favorite. <laughs> uh, it's been a fun week here on TC Live. Thanks as always, Paul, Andy. You've been the best. We'll see you soon. As we say farewell from Monte Carlo, Stefano Sitsipas, getting it done. For the second straight year, what a week it was for Alejandro Davidovich Fokina making his first career final. But the Greek star gets it done in back-to-back -back years. For Andy and Paul, I'm Steve. Thanks so much for joining us on TC Live. The road to Roland Garros continues next right here on Tennis Channel.